Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coronation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network, live wherever it is you're joining us tonight on uh, the 21st day of December, the first day of winter, and boy howdy does it feel like it across much of the Midwest. That's right, this is your Meteorological, easy for me to say, podcast. I'm Greg Mahochko. Joining me, our founder and fearless leader of coordination.com, Mr. John Dam Johnston. John, first of all, I'm just so, so glad that you made it home safe from the the anus of Nebraska, (laughs) Curtis. What the hell? I am sending people after you. I don't have to send people after you. They will be coming after you. Well, that's fine. I, I just sent out Christmas cards today, which, you know, the 21st is a good day to get Christmas cards out. So return addresses on them. So if uh, one of your people received a card, they know exactly where to find me. But uh, I am glad to, glad to see that you made it home safely. So thank you uh, for, for being with us, sir. So am I. It was, uh, you know, it was uneventful. It was just. Oh, cold. good. It wasn't icy. It wasn't terribly windy. That was all today, I guess. I don't know snowed all day it's uh, gonna become death defying temperatures of doom across the midwest and and we're joined this week by someone who really has no idea how much of a frigid bitch the midwest can be <laughs> <laughs> and that is our uh, our coordination uh, recruiting writer Akilo roberts Akilo, uh welcome back to the five heart podcast but uh, in your in your debut here on the live version Hey man, it feels so great to be back, man. I feel I'm, I'm on hollow ground right now, man. You know, I feel like people when people visit the Pearl Harbor site, I, that's, 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 I, I don't I don't feel like it's, it's like a tragedy. Like people feel like people feel like, damn, I'm becoming the best right now. Like, that's how I feel right now. I'd, I'd feel better <laughs> if we could see the top half of your face, honestly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. This is we're we're in a a, a bit of a learning. Um, there we go. We always so, are. Always are. Uh, as I mentioned, 12-21-22, uh, we're a few days uh, out of Christmas. Uh, by the time uh, people will be hearing this podcast version, if they don't tune in uh, to the live version uh, on, and again, YouTube, Facebook, I think Twitter, um, mostly we see the comments coming from uh, YouTube and Facebook, but uh, they'll be listening to the podcast version Friday morning. Um Today is National Signing Day, at least, you know, under the new calendar, I suppose, with the the early signing day, which replaced the first Wednesday of February. It's it's now the main day. I don't think there's really any any disputing that. And and, you know, since Matt Rule and his uh, staff that he has really been continuing to build uh, since the end of the season, you know, a. Uh, just a, a few weeks, really. Um, they've they've been building a staff and then going out and, and getting guys that they want, which is what we're going to talk about uh, tonight, which is the uh, signing class for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, again, the the early uh, signing day, December twenty twenty two. And I was watching. You know, I, I I picked up some videos here and there. Uh, I guess maybe let's talk about the perhaps biggest in-state name uh, because he was a commit under, um, 
you know Mickey Joseph and and uh, and, and a previous staff, and then he decommitted when when things went down, uh, you know, just prior to Thanksgiving. Malachi Coleman, uh, I guess, re-upped his commitment, to double down, if you will. Uh, Akilo, did that surprise you in any way that that he was, um, you know, staying home? Uh, actually, it very did. It did a lot. It did a lot. Um, you know, during his recruitment, um, obviously, so his his, his, his recruitment was kind of weird to me. You know, um, there were rumors he was going to visit Oklahoma. That that fell through. He was supposed to visit Miami. That fell through. He's supposed to visit Ole Miss that fell through. Um, I had me wondering, like, what's going on with the guy? Um, last week, he visited Colorado. You know, with his high, high coach prime, Deion Sanders. Um, a lot of stars said the guys there. You know, kids, kids are posing as Lamborghinis and all that type of stuff. Um, Malachi, he, he seems like a guy. He seems like, he seems like a kid that loves the panache. I love the lights, cameras, and action. He loves, like, that, that kind of stuff. So, honestly, going going into this, going into the today, I thought he was all Colorado. I was actually, I was actually really shocked. Um, when he chose Nebraska, it's funny, man. Nebraska fans old weekend when it looked like he was leading up Colorado, they were like he's overrated anyway. He sucks. He's overrated. And he signs Nebraska. Everybody's happy. That's all cupcakes and roses. That, that's that's really hilarious to me. But um, I'm 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 really, I'm really proud of Manuel. Um, I, I you know um I think he I think he, he on field wise he's 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 a pretty good player. He can get better, but you can't you can't just you can't teach being six five with with a ten four hundred meter like that that that's reachability right there. Forty-one inch vertical, like come on, man! This 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 this, this guy, this kid has this kid literally has the same exact athletic traits as Calvin Johnson. If 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 if, if I want to go that route, will he be the same player? Who, who knows? Who knows? But he he he's he's that he's that type of athlete. I'm I'm I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm so jacked to have him. I'm really so excited. Wait, wait a minute, what is Malachi Coleman supposed to be? Uh, An athlete. Oh well, well yeah, athlete. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a defensive tackle. <laughs> Nah, he played. Um, he played on um, what the ball? He played. He played, played receiver and DN at, um, at Lincoln East. But he, but he was, he was recruiting. Actually, you know, it's crazy. Michigan was recruiting him at defense then. That, that's probably that's probably that's probably why he didn't go to Michigan. But um, but 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 he but he's he's going to be receiver, receiver at Nebraska. Hey, I I want to talk um because you mentioned and and I love. First of all, as far as Husker fans go, you know there are uh, there are the people who helped me become a Husker fan. You know, like I talk about, like friend of the show Josh and, and people that I met when I was uh, just wandering in the desert of college football, so to speak, almost twenty years ago. And, and uh, you know, I, I I met these guys from Western Nebraska, met them up in Shadron, and, and they took me in and 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 kind of taught me the ways. So that's like my my initial. Um, I guess fear of influence. Obviously, you know everybody at Coronation, the people that I, you know, keep in, in almost daily contact with, and then it's it's the the weekly people here uh, on the show. Outside of of that, those groups of people, we are a very fickle fan base. <laughs> you know, and you you mentioned you know when you talk about uh you know players decommitting and then you know in a situation like Malachi uh, decommitting and then. Uh, coming back and and uh, just the you know you're, you're, the way you summed it up, I think perfectly. But it's not just Nebraska fans. I'll say that uh, it's everybody. You know, it's um, it, it, it's every fan base. I was, you know, just uh, today. I guess there was a kid from Iowa who uh, had been stringing like in in 
in Hawkeye fans uh, were stringing along the the Iowa team, and then he signed with Alabama. And like, oh, you you can't you you'll never represent this state. First of all, okay. I mean, you got the field of dreams, and that's about it for Iowa, you know. And there's really nothing else there. Um, but uh, let's, I, every fan base has that, you know, that great shunning, you know, when a player or a coach uh, leaves a program, or or in the case of like, uh, you know, Malachi, at least initially decommitted, and then you know, it, it's like uh, they turn their backs and and. The, you know, the the great shunning and, and and speaking lesser of them to to make themselves feel better about that and, and I never understood that I I think Todd uh, on on John and Todd's Monday Night Therapy summed it up best like if you are at Nebraska and then you enter the transfer portal and you go somewhere else okay or if you're a, a Nebraska prospect you know a target and you choose okay I don't ever have to wish you the best of luck you know down the road no just be like, all right, go go play, you know, and I think he was probably John correct me if I'm wrong. Uh Todd was talking about uh uh like Lexi's son and and uh, the the young ladies who went to play for for Texas uh for volleyball, but that every fan base has that group that as soon as a player does something that displeases them, they are you know, it's like, "Oh, you're you're dead to me and I, you know, you're worthless and you're garbage and and you'll never make it." It's a shame that that you know, uh, a, a young guy like Malik, I had to see both, you know, very quickly in, in, a, in a very condensed period of time, had to see both ends of that spectrum of our fan base. Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, that's who we are. I, I think recruiting is kind of bizarre as it is. I mean, everybody's stalking 17 and 18 year old kids. Sometimes they stalk eighth graders, boys, little boys, and it's just bizarre to me. But, you know, I mean, well, who was do, Kayla? Do you remember that guy's name? He was a five-star lineman. He was going to go to Iowa, and then he switched to Alabama at the last minute. And uh, whole guy, it was Chowder, Cade Chowder, some damn thing. I just had this up. Um, from Iowa. I was, I was, yeah, he was from Iowa. Okay, um, I don't, I don't. Cade, so Caden Proctor. There you go. Yeah. Wait, that's the day, yeah. I was prepared for all of this, and then my wife started watching a really special Christmas movie with uh, Kurt Russell, and I got sucked into it, and it was really kind of bizarre. Was it Christmas Chronicles, John? Yes, yes, it was Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> just looked like it looked like recruiting, just the dumbest thing ever. And then I'm here, I am sucked into it, and I'm like, oh, the fate of these children. Anyway, just wait uh, till uh, Christmas Chronicles two. No. All right, so so Malachi is uh, and uh, let's talk about some of the, some of the other. I guess uh, let's stay in state for now uh, and talk about some of these other uh, guys who are are you know going to be staying and perhaps the biggest one because we just uh, saw how heralded he was uh, a couple of weeks ago in the state championships is the f- first five star kicker I've ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, what is it? Um, is it Westside? Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I can't remember his name, but I know I got the school. Tristan. Yep, Tristan Alvano. Yeah, I'm. I. You know what? Two out of three. I'll take it. 
Uh, yeah. Is he really that good? Um, to, to, to make those kicks he made in crunch time in Memorial Stadium, yeah, he, he, he was very good. But um, the but the the the, the thing is though, you're talking about um, you have two, you have you haven't seen a lot of five star kickers. He's a five star kicker according to it's not according to any like real like rival two for seven. He's a five star kicker according to ColesKickingCamp.com. They rank okay. they rank they rank all the kickers like nationwide. I mean, there there have been a few there have been a few five star kickers. Honestly, none of them really. Uh, I mean, they, obviously, everyone everyone needs a good kicker, but I would I would I would really take too much ranking because you know kickers are crapshoot. I mean, everybody 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 every every Nebraska fan remembers Barry Pickering. So um, I would I would say I would say kickers are crapshoot, but no, nah, um, he's really good. I mean, knocking down 50, 50 yard field goals in the snow in the state championship that that's 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 immaculate right there. I think um, if oh go ahead. I was gonna say, is it too early to to call him the second coming of Alex Henry? <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you know, you know, you never know, man. You never know that. Ho, 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 hopefully, hopefully, you can see another 2008 Colorado type game in Memorial Stadium one day. But um, but but um, right now, I think that's a little that's a little too much too much hype too early. But I right. think he has to be a great kicker. If he has a Drew Brown type career, I'll I'll be more more. John, yes. I thought you'd you know pull another Nebraska kid's name up and uh, be ready to go. Like, you don't are you expecting me to do He's all the kicker. work? He's a kicker. Yeah, I am expecting. Here's the thing: He's a kicker. I mean, um, I like the fact that we got a highly ranked kicker, but you know, I think uh, the whole. I was going to ask Akalo and and you, Greg, if would this class have been a bust? And I guess I'm going to ask the people that are on the chat. Would this class have been a complete bust if we wouldn't have gotten Malachi Coleman to stay at Nebraska? Uh, you, you want me to go first? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I tweeted this two days ago when I'm out, when they were posting pictures of Malachi um, as OV in, in, in Boulder. I said, I said this, and I quote, no one man is above the program. That's my exact feeling on that whole situation. Malachi okay. has a great career, but Malachi, Malachi is a great player, but hey, Nebraska miss out. Nebraska miss out on Harrison Phillips. And no offense, I, I don't lose sleep over it. I mean, it, it would have been great to have those guys there, but what can you do? The show must go on. I I agree, um, and and I know that's not what coaches probably say when they're in in uh, you know players' homes and and what they're saying to. You know, players on visit. I'm sure, uh, to an extent, they're saying like, you know what, we're uh, we're starting this thing from from scratch, and and uh, you're the you're the cornerstone, and and it's, you know, I'm sure that they're feeding egos to an extent, but but I always go back to another Kurt Russell movie, John uh, Miracle, where he is Herb Brooks. It says uh, the the name on the front of the front of the jersey is a hell of a lot more important than the name on the back. <laughs> So yeah, I mean to, uh, yeah I you know to echo Akela uh, what you said it's um, one guy a program does not make you know uh, it's gonna take a team to to you know get this program to uh, uh, rise like the phoenix of, out of the ashes there you go John how something artistic and poetic for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other thing people don't. Well, let's move on. I 
Now, Kayla, who who are the like, name three of these guys that were your guys? Three guys that were your guys in the class? Yeah, I mean guys that you wanted that we got because I guess I don't I don't think Nebraska missed a lot, did we? Oh, no, not not really. Um, so I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm gonna name all three. Now, I'm, I'm gonna go into each player and, and tell you why. Okay. Okay. So boom, number one. Dwight Brutal the second defensive back Miami Palmetto. Number two, boom, Ramirez Stewart, safety, Imhotep Institute Charter, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Boom. Number three, Jalen Lloyd, athlete, Omaha Westside High School. Now I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to those right there. So first off, Dwight or Deuces, Deuce. Everyone, everyone calls him Deuce. Even his Instagram page is called Deuces. Um, Deuce. Um, going in a Deuce man like. It's it's one thing watching film when you have to when you have to see a player in person, in actual game. That's when you know things are better. So I'm gonna say right now. So you guys know how how low the South Florida is, right? So I'm I'm going to it. In South Florida, and this 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 this, this year alone, we had we have five we have five five star wide receivers. Um, Jeremiah Smith, uh, J- Josiah Trader, Brandon Ennis, Hakeem Williams. And what's the other dude's name? Jalen Brown. Um, the first, the first, the first two are, are 2024 20, kids. They're, they're not going anywhere. Ennis is going to Ohio State. Williams, Williams is going to Florida State. The, um, Brown is going to LSU. I watch, I watch, I watch, I watch Deuce shut down every single one of these players. Even, even, even in a, in a playoff game last year, um, when they when he was at Killian, they played Stranahan. Which is the school that um, Hakeem Williams plays for? They played. They played. They played them. They played them first round in the playoffs. Hakeem Williams didn't catch one pass, and he was the he was the whole focal point of the offense. Go, going 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 from there, going to he Deuce plays one of the most iconic seven on seven football teams in the country, South Florida Express. They travel all across the country. They go into Ellis, going to Louisiana, Texas, California, playing kids all around the country. He shut down receiver on top of receiver every every week. I, I, this, this, this kid's amazing. My only only, the only reason I could think of why. Um, the only reason I know why he's over, why he hasn't been rated as he should, is um he's listed at 5'11", 175, But if you see him, if you see him in person, he's closer to like five nine, five ten ish, and like who is kind of Second, so I I I want I want to do this. Number two, Ramirez Stewart. So Ramirez Stewart, safety from Philadelphia. So I remember a few years ago because I've been I've been in recruiting a long time because you know I've had I've had I want I don't want to brag but I've had a few relatives go D one so I've been in recruiting for a minute. Um, I remember a few years ago I was watching highlights of a kid from New Jersey. He was he was he was, he was literally the same size, playing on the same exact competition, playing in the same region, and he was doing exactly the things that Ramirez was doing. The kid's name was Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers now in Michigan, and Jabril, Jabril Peppers was one of the best defensive players in college football. Um, I think I think um, I think Ramirez has, has that type of upside. Like that guy, he's just a freak. Like one on picks, like like o, o, like ODB, just ex- great coverage. As like he's 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 a, he's a total package. To want a safety. Why he's why he was over recruited? The same reason why Boodle was why, why he was under recruited. I mean, the same reason Boodle's under recruited. He's listed at six foot one eighty five. Boodle's are a little iffy on that size. He might be like more like five ten, five eleven ish. Safeties that who like safeties in that six one to six three range usually, so that that could, that could have been a that could have been a reason why he was under under recruited. 
um, before Nebraska, the only OV he took was actually to Jackson State, which is um, ironic that Coach Prime's at Colorado now. That's who recruited my at Jackson State as well. Um, and that's why I think he's 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 unrecruited. Um, my my last my last, the last guy said Jalen Lloyd, the receiver from Omaha West Side. Um, so class, class in twenty sixteen, um, there there was there was a little guy, he was a little receiver. He he impressed me a lot when I was looking at him. Um. I, I remember he, he, can't, he, can't, he the kid the kid ended up the kid ended up coming to Nebraska and he did great things. That kid's name was JD Spielman. Watching 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 Jalen Lloyd's film, he's like a JD Spielman clone, except that he's faster than JD, which is crazy. Because JD was a legit four four guy. I mean Jalen Lloyd, if you if this if Jalen Lloyd real real talk, Jalen Lloyd, this kid this this is a kid actually this is a kid that actually has an Olympic future on the track. But he chose to play football. Like this kid this kid this kid speed come this kid just Speed and, and speed in and, and literal form. Honestly, looking at this film, I know people are talking about um, Benny Nagoy, who signed who signed with Iowa State today foolishly. They were talking about Malachi, Malachi Coleman. I'm not gonna lie, man. Jalen Lloyd might be the best receiver in the state. Actually, not, not might be. In my opinion, he is the best receiver in the state. That was a bigger win than Malachi Coleman, than Benny Nagoy, than Brandon, than whoever you want to put in there. I think Jalen Lloyd is the best receiver, in, and he's one of the best receivers in the Midwest, in my opinion. And that was, that was just a great hit of my. That was just a great pick, in my opinion. Um, I know a month ago, he, um, sorry, a month ago he said that he was go, he was actually going to go to Florida for track. He's going to run track for the Gators, but Matt Rule came in and and for me, he recruiting him. One, that's 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 at that point, that's when I realized, yeah, Matt Rule, Matt Rule's a guy. Like he's going to do great things in Lincoln. And yeah, those are my two guys right there, man. I'm, I'm more than happy. With that. I I I have one question, but it, it works for. Uh, two of the three names that you just said in Lloyd and Boodle, uh, both of them had had relatives uh, who played at Nebraska. Now, uh, Boodle, I believe, brother, right, DiCaprio? Yep. So, and then uh, Lloyd, his mom ran track, uh, and according to uh, the terrific write-up at coordination.com, uh, she was an all nine-time All-American uh, for Nebraska how how much does uh, honestly and i guess this is more uh, opinion how much does uh like family you, you know may not not want to say pressure but you know family experiences family um conversation how much does that play in a player's you know decision making process i i and and I don't know if if mom you know holds any more sway than a brother because brother knows is you know he's like I went to Nebraska and I played football and I did that just a few years ago whereas mom you know ran track and it's been you know arguably a couple you know several years ago so it's not we're not exactly comparing apples and, uh, and apples but how much does uh, again you know all all speculation i suppose but how much does does like you know a family member their experience uh how much does that play into a a, a young kid's decision making um you know i think i think it plays a great amount um talking to deuce uh i mean it, it obviously the, that 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 legacy factor was always there that, that's, like, that's, that's actually part of the reason why he committed actually um you know um on top of like just on top of the fit like it was just like all the love he was getting from the, from the staff the old staff, Coach Frost and them, even the new staff. And when Coach when Coach when Coach Rue got hired, Co- um, Coach Evan Cooper, the new DB coach, he came in and they, they just hit it off right away. So that's kind of the reason why he stayed. Um, but um, he was telling me like, I mean, obviously like going going into his home, like his house his house is like a Nebraska shrine in South Florida. 
um, yeah, in, in, in South Florida, where everyone is, um, where, where, every, every, where everyone is either a UM or a FSU fan or a Gator fan, um, he chose he chose to be in Nebraska. He chose to be in Nebraska. And he chose to play for Nebraska, and um, that was really big to him. Um, Jalen Lloyd, I would say, eh, I, like I said, man, I think I think I think it's a case by case. I think I think it's a case by case basis. Jalen Lloyd was going to run track at, at Florida, but um, Matt Rule came in and recruited him great. Um, I think I think I, I, yeah, like I said, I think it's a case by case basis, really, man. Um, but some, some it, sometimes it works better than others. Yeah, I could definitely say that. Yeah, sorry. I've been coughing a lot, so I've been muting myself. <clears throat> Have you watched a lot of film on the guys in our class? Did you watch, very specifically, did you watch Quentin Knives, the guy that didn't have any rating and just came out of nowhere? And you're like, well, who the frick is this guy? And they, you know, they, they got him. He's, uh, what is it, Palmyra, New Jersey. Did you watch his film? Actually, yeah, I did. I did. I did a lot. Um, ironically, his his film reminded me a lot of Maurice Washington film actually. Um, really? him, and Maurice have, him and Maurice have have, have similar frames. Um, he's he's actually a little taller and a little more skinnier. Which is kind of crazy because Maurice is pretty skinny. But um, they have they have pretty much identical frames. Like Quentin Hives is, is is a touchdown waiting to happen. Um, Maurice Maurice play, actually Maurice played Maurice played a, some, a little better competition down in Texas and California. Uh, Quentin Hives played like you know small school New Jersey ball. But I definitely he his his film definitely popped for me. I think he has I think he has great potential in Nebraska. He's is okay. I don't watch a lot, but he <clears throat> outran everybody, and then when he, he needed to, he ran over people. And I just <laughs> how yeah. did how did uh, how did this kid not anybody rate him? Not anybody. I mean, not any rating. You know what I mean? How did that yeah. happen? Honestly, man, I I, I I I really don't know, man. You know, some some sometimes kids kids just just slip slip through the crack. Um, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, I, um, I was looking, I was looking at kids kids that went to a school. Um, someone that went to a school was um a kid named Kelvin Harmon. Um, he played receiver, receiver at NC State a few years ago. Excuse me, at, at NC State a few years ago, and he, he was one of the best receivers in the, in the ACC. So um, Palmyra plays pretty pretty good competition. Um, but I I, I really don't know how he slipped through the cracks, man. But um. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's just a great find, man. I'm really, I'm really excited to have, excited to have him. I, you know, I heard a lot of the things that you mentioned about Ramirez Stewart. I somebody I, somebody I know was like, if we're going to get a secondary player, that guy has to be in there. Uh, let's see, did you? How about any of the, uh, any of the big guys, not the Nebraska big guys, but like. Well, let's go with the Nebraska big guys. Was there any of the big guys, the offensive linemen that, that we took? Did any of them strike at to you? Any anything stand out? Um, yeah, man. You know, they're, 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 they all they all have ideal Big Ten offensive linemen size. Um, they all they all play they all play with that that good aggression. You feel me? Um, I think offense offensive linemen are always a project. Like people, there's 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 no such thing as a plug and play offensive lineman. They're always a project. So um, I I think. By we're not, we're, so they're 2023. I think by 2025, a few of them are going to be stars in the old line, doing really good. And I'm I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited to have them. And then, uh, what about the edge guys? This edge guys, Prince. Yeah. Okay, Prince will pronounce his last name. Uman Milan. Say it again. Uman Milan. Uman Milan. Yeah. Uman Milan. Uman. All right. Okay, the question is. Have? 
<laughs> is that is that easier or more difficult than Prince Amukamara? This is not our first you. Prince. We got used to Prince of Mukamara. I mean, we'll get everybody a long time. We'll get used to Prince Will. Uh, his last name. <laughs> hey, what do you think of that guy? I, I, I think he. I think he's a great player, man. You know, you know, it's funny. I in, in, in the write up, I said, in the write up, I wrote about him. I said I noticed an extremely lazy competition, like lazy comparison. But his film and his size remind me, like literally, identically of Oshawn Mathis. Not 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 just because they're from the same high school, but like look at the film, like they're really that sort of player. I mean, his his, his get off the line is downright freakish. Like his, his burst off the snap is crazy. Um, I'm really I'm really excited to have have him. Def- defensive lineman, like offensive lineman, they're all they're always they're always a, a project. There's there there's it's very rarely going like a plug and play defensive lineman. They're always a project because he's two twenty five, big ten big ten defensive end. You gotta be like two sixty two seventy. So it's, it's gonna take him some time to get. It's gonna take him some time to get physically up to snuff. But boy, when he's up to snuff, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be beautiful. I'm really I'm really excited to have him. Okay, Jason, how do you pronounce his last name? The six foot four, three hundred twenty pie guy, pound guy from Pierre or Pierre, South Dakota. Jason, yeah, you better not get that What wrong. is it? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I I I saw I saw a pronunciation earlier. Can you spell it again for me? Oh my God! I just M A C I E J C Z A K. Okay, yeah, I remember now. It's 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 Machichek. Machichek. Bless you. Gesundheit. Yeah. Oh my God! You got that. I, you know what? Now that you say that like that, I I get where you get that Machichek, like a sneeze. We're gonna have to come up with nicknames for these guys. That <laughs> way, either that or just learn how to pronounce their names, and then. What do you think of him? I think he's he's a great player, man. Um, I, so uh, I'm 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 gonna put it in perspective. Um, there was there was an offensive lineman from Norfolk, I think Norfolk Catholic, I think. Uh, he was he was committed to North Dakota State. I will I will flip him. Um, his name is, I, I, yeah, his name is Cade Piper. He, he, he's going. I said Iowa State. I mean Iowa. I will flip him. He's going. He's going. He's going to Iowa. His name is Cade Cade Piper. I look at him and I look at Machichak. When it, when it come, when it, and we 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 flip we flip the from North Dakota. When it when it when it comes to when it comes to who 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 got, who got the better FCS flip, I, I definitely think Nebraska won, won that end of the bargain. Um, I I, I think I think Machichak came in like comes in like physically like well well put together. He's already listed at six four three twenty, but that that's perfect like Big Ten left guard size. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm really excited to have him. Um. Like 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 I said like like I said with the Nebraska guys, it's, it's they're 2023 by 2025. I think he's going to be playing a really a really a really good role for us. Um, offensive lineman always probably he's not going to say immediately, but I'm really happy to have him. I uh I want to interject a name here because if I'm if I'm doing the math right, and Lord forgive me forgive me if I'm not, but there's a chance that Matt Rule also recruited this player to Baylor. It's a transfer portal acquisition. Joshua Fleeks, wide receiver, is that? Uh, he's uh, you know from 2018 and and doing the very minimal amount of research that I'm doing. Uh, you know, rule was there. So is this a guy that he liked enough that he recruited him twice? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say obviously a coach. They're always going to recruit the guys in the portal. Guys, the guys they know well. 
Um, also, I, w- I will say this. Um, if, if, if you look at Nebraska's receiver numbers going into 2023, uh, they're, they're kind of low um, as far as, like, guys that are proven. Uh, so I think, obviously, no. you, 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 you want to take, take a guy like this every time. Obviously, they recruited him. They know they, he was he was there for their first their last two years at Baylor, so they, they know what type of player he is. They know they know his habits, all type of stuff like that. Um, watching his film, he's a great athlete, both in high school and in college. He's a great athlete. Um, he could he could all he, he's a great booster receiver room. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to have him. He, he he could play a little running back as well. And I'm I'm just I'm just excited to have him. Josh Finks. Is he the guy that Casey Thompson is going to hit on the fly and just destroy everybody? Uh. Honestly, uh, that, that 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 could be him. That could be as well as freshman. That could be Jalen Lloyd or Malachi Coleman. They're, they're both the type of athlete. But um, but Fleek 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 is, is, a, is a fast guy as well. Um, um but he he he, he could do that. But uh, as far as like that deep threat, like Trey Palmer was, where 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 we Trey was Trey was gonna score a touchdown at any given moment. Um, I'm not sure he's gonna be that type of player, but he's gonna be a very good player for us. I guess that that brings in a new. I guess whole perhaps awkward or uncomfortable conversation because they also landed a commit from a transfer portal quarterback in uh, 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 the the QB from Georgia Tech, yes. and I I think the joke was made again Monday night as I was listening to it Tuesday morning that we have forty three quarterbacks <laughs> and four offensive linemen, you know. <laughs> uh, and with, with Casey Thompson, I, I was thinking about this as I was, John, as I was listening to yours and Todd's show, um, with Casey Thompson on the shelf for the spring, with a new coaching staff and a new system, it's going to give anybody else, right, an advantage in, in marking themselves as QB1. And and not knowing, like, we don't know, like, it. it there's a specific window, right, for for entering the transfer portal, because we've got so many QBs who haven't seen the field or have seen the field very limited, and and we're bringing more quarterbacks in, and and we're still. Correct me if I'm wrong. I may have missed it. Uh, did did Dylan Rayola make a de- announce a decision yet? He's next year. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm a year old. If, if he did, he didn't tell anybody because he doesn't have to. Right, he doesn't have to. Uh, but okay, I didn't realize he was. We were a year out from that one. That's how uh, close I follow um, high school football players. Oh, that's a weird. I, I think anyway. the key with bringing <laughs> with bringing Jeff Sims in and Josh Fleeks, quite frankly, uh, is they're both they both have produced. You know what I mean? They both played. They both played Division right. One ball. They both made production. They both produced numbers. So they're kind of maybe not for Nebraska, but they're known quantities, right? You can put them on the field. You've seen their film. You spend time with them. You teach them what you want to do, and you kind of probably know a little bit more about what you're going to get. Whereas, you know, Matt Masker, Heinrich Harburg, Logan Smothers really didn't get to play a lot. Chubba Birdie got to play some. None of our quarterbacks that we have have really played a lot of football. So, you know, I, it makes sense to me that they would bring in another transfer portal guy from the quarterback. I, You know, it'll be shocking to see if all of these guys actually stay on the roster into fall. But, you know, for right now, they're there. So, I, you know, Logan's, maybe Logan Smothers just wants to – put it this way. Logan Smothers is on scholarship. If Logan Smothers enters the transfer portal, does he get another scholarship? 
Or does he have to pay for school somewhere? Because, right. you know, I'd like somebody to pay for my school if I was a young man of 19, 20 years old. Because <laughs> it's uh, damned expensive. So, you know, same with Heinrich Harburg. Really hasn't seen the field at all. And he looks like a guy who could be a... You know, I don't know, NFL prospect when we first heard of him, and then he hasn't gotten to play at all. So he he's it, and look, I say this purely for I have to throw a disclaimer up because he's a Nebraska guy, and I'm definitely not trying to offend anyone. But he looks like he could be an NFL prospect or the assistant manager at the Ace Hardware. <laughs> I say that purely for entertainment. You know, uh, um. So I wanted to, we've been highlighting some uh, uh, comments as we go on, and I actually pulled up some numbers, but uh, Joel Tilson asked, what is the rating for this recruiting class? Uh, Joel, I have some of those numbers, um, and I'm only assuming that they're updated. Uh, the uh, transfer rank is 7, and the overall rank is 32, which leads into my next question. Uh, pinned comment from Stephanie. Uh, she said impressive transition class rule put that together quick and she, I know you equated Malachi Coleman to uh, a Megatron to Calvin Johnson. She says Coleman's Randy Moss. Any any thoughts on that comparison? I would see, say, and, and this is no disrespect to Randy Moss, obviously he put it together a tremendous career, but I think Coleman's got a little bit more bulk on him, does he not? I mean, Randy um, Moss was. I think he. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I don't. I. You know, it's been a long time since I watched a Randy Moss game. Um, but he was like a stick, wasn't he? He was just long, and and good hands, and and not not untalented. I'm not trying to to take anything away from his attributes. Um, but he was just a, a playmaker of a different caliber. Um, but like there, I just remember him just being very long, tall, and lean. Am I incorrect? Somebody shut me up. Um. Actually, yeah, you were. Uh, you were, you were correct. Um, he, 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 he was, he was pretty, pretty, he was pretty lean. Um, but I think, to, I think to, to be it, to be an NFL player at the level he was, you, you gotta have a little muscle on you. So, um, I, 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 I would, I would, he was, he was, he wasn't a stick, but he, but he, but he wasn't, he was, he wasn't, he, 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 he wasn't, he wasn't David Boss either. Yeah. This is the guy I thought was a defensive lineman for God's sakes, and now you're calling him Randy Moss. Man, my brain blew. I just—I got him completely wrong. What the hell was I thinking about? Yeah. Well, and and, and I like Stephanie's uh uh just phrasing transition class. This is a coaching staff that came in really at the eleventh hour of the recruiting cycle, and and without a full year to put together, you know, their their recruiting board and and their list of of targets of prospects. They're going out and and essentially cobbling together the the best of what's left right? i mean how if, if you're matt rule and and company how do you go into a house you know where, where they might be like where's nebraska you know that that type of uh you know if they're if it's not on the radar and let, let's be frank nebraska football has not been on anybody's radar in some time except to know laugh at it uh and i'm not saying that you know it, in an overly negative or, or or cynical or pessimistic way that's just the reality of it so how do how does this coaching staff how did this coaching staff go in and and put together the class that they did i mean they're a you know after the signing day they're a top 32 class i think is the number i said right uh that's very impressive given the 
the finite amount of time that they had to work with. Hey, man. Uh, all, 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 all this talk about transition classes, I, I remember Scott Frost first class. It, it looked so weird on paper. Half of those guys stunk. The other guys caught criminal cases. And the other guys transferred. So, I mean, I mean, so, I mean tra- transition classes, I mean, it's cool about it. We need, we need, who cares about transition class? We need some players. Um, as, far, as far as... Um, what was what, the question? I'm sorry, man. I want to. I want to. I want to. No, that's okay. Uh, it was. It was how. How did Coach Rule and his staff, with with the, such a limited time that they had to work with, put together this? I think what we can all call really an impressive class. Again, given the given the month that they had to work with. Oh yeah, yeah, great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about that, um, you know, Coach Rule, obviously, when 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 he's brought in, like I've been saying, in every arc I write. Um, Coach Rule is a guy. He, he prioritizes athleticism and frames over rankings. So he's, he's going he's gonna to recruit some guys that may not be world beaters on the trail, but they they have they're athletic freaks. Like the, like the athlete from Texas, Bryce Turner. He, he was on nobody's radar. The Ten two five and hundred meter. That's uncoachable. You can't coach. You can't coach that type of speed. So that was that was a great pick. Um, some other guys. He 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 he, he landed some guys that are a little under recruited. Um, and then he, 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 held on, he held on to some guys in the class that had been recruited by the previous staff. And I really wish that I was really happy that he kept on to him. But, um, for the most part, I think that he's, 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 he's did a great job. He fired off, he fired off on all cylinders that he needed, that he needed to. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm just really, I think he just did a great job on, on, as a whole. Can I ask transfers? Oh, what, what about Okay. We got mm-hmm. Chief Borders, linebacker from Florida. We got Corey Collier, line, or, uh, safety from Florida. Eliza Judy, defensive lineman from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Those three guys, highly recruited when they first chose their schools, uh, highly ranked, uh, highly sought after. But all three of those players, I don't think, have really played a lot for their prospective teams before. They mostly have spent their time on special teams, especially Collier and Borders. Do we really mm-hmm. expect them to contribute at Nebraska, or are they just? I mean, um, what, what's the deal with those guys? Yeah, um, I think you, I think you can expect them to produce at Nebraska simply because uh, we, we we don't have the same talent as, as Florida and Texas A and M do. So there's gonna be way, way more time playing time for them. Whoa! <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Twist that knife a little bit more, man. <laughs> Hey, that's true. Which, which I'm gonna say. But, um, no, I know. But, um, yeah, but um, but I, I, I think they're, they're gonna produce just because of that. And, all, and also, these guys, you guys are good players. Um, I mean, coming out, coming out, coming out of the high school ranks. Um, Chief Chief Borders is everything you want as a, a defensive end. Elijah Elijah Judy as well. Um, Corey Collier, I watched him. I watched him in high school as well. He he reminds me a lot of um Markel Desmond, who played for us a few like last year. Um, he's 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 another type of guy. He he he, he just wants to take your, he just wants to take your head off every play. Um, he, he's he's a real vicious hitter. He's a, he's a good coverage guy, and I I, I see him playing playing that kind of role. And um, I'll throw those guys. I see him playing. I see him playing a good a good amount of minutes for us and next year for for the Was it Chief who um is from Chicago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he's he's originally from Chicago. Okay. Um, but he, but I think he went. He, I think he moved. Up, he moved to Georgia. He just played high school football in Georgia or something something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So the crap that we're about to uh, experience in the next few days, or at least here in, in Illinois, uh, with 
you know, negative 20 degree wind chills and things like that. The things that Nebraska and, and Minnesota have been dealing with for a, a day or two already, it's not really going to be as impactful. For By the way, I don't know if you know this, Kilo, but the on the on the thermometer, on your external outdoor temperature thermometer, there is a, a space there for negative temperatures. I don't know if you've ever experienced that in sunny southern uh, Florida. <laughs> No, man, no. Today was 82 degrees. All right. That's enough. Thank you so much, Akilo, for joining us. And Are you kidding me? It was 82? All right. So this is a hooded sweatshirt, and this is what I've been wearing all day, even in my house. It's cold, man. It's going to get colder. It's unfair. It's not right. But you know what, John? We don't have hurricanes, so... Exactly. Take that, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. We have hypothermia and frostbite. I, I yeah. got my Christmas <laughs> toothbrush. Is it, it? Are you putting Santa in your mouth there? It's just, that's just weird. Okay, that, I'm going to remember you even said that. What the You're hell is that? <laughs> All right. Can I, can I take one of the I, – I marked some messages. I, I've got, I did two, and I was going to actually highlight one. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to. Uh, longtime listener and several-time commenter, Blaine Cole, uh, who, who's a, a regular with us here and uh, on Mondays and, and Wednesday slash Thursday night, says, Generally speaking, do you believe the fans will have the patience for rebuilding and development, or does it even matter? That's, that's a question for me. That's yeah, a question for anybody. I mean, any, anybody. I mean, what's, what's, what's more losing? We're used to losing. What's more losing? Wow! <laughs> you don't sugarcoat anything. That did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess you don't, can't really add more than that. Man, what's what I'm saying, bro? We 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 six years of, of mediocrity. Which which one is it? it no, it's a it's a valid point. But and and we we continue to say, oh, every month, you know, at a, a, a year ago we were talking about. Have we reached rock bottom? Have we reached rock bottom? And I continue to say, yeah, it's only up from here. And then our coach gets fired after the third game because of reasons. Uh, so, so um, you, you know, so it's you're, you're right. We're we're used to losing. Uh, we don't like it, but we also can't be impatient about getting things turned around at this point. Um, I'm I'm going to dovetail this with another one that I selected. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lloyd Lloyd M. Christmas says, John, what do you think about retaining Rayola for the O-line? Do you think his nephew had anything to do with the rehire? No, I don't think his nephew has anything to do with the rehire. I really don't. I don't think you hire a coach uh, based on them. Put it this way. I don't think you hire a coach and ask your other coaches to make up for a guy that isn't that good at coaching. Rule explained this today and said that he was comfortable because um, Donovan Riola. I'm, there's too many Riolas. The Riola <laughs> we have for the offensive line coach is has been taught the same way or understands the same system and understands what Rule wants to do with the offensive line. He said he liked his energy, liked his vibe. I mean, I think it, when we it, talked originally talked about. Rayola being retained, we were like, well, Rule C seemed something in him that we don't. But along with that, I thought it was interesting that Rule also said that 
he wasn't that concerned that he looked at the offensive line guys and he liked the offensive linemen he has, which means that he believes that they can coach them up, that they can teach them, uh, and that what what was it? He, did you guys read any of this stuff today, where he said something about uh, they were in the wrong offense or they weren't being, you know? Well, I think Michaela, I think Michaela, you're the, shaking your head. What the hell is it? What What do you the, got to say? Man, I I have no clue how you look at Bryce Ben, ben Hart. See, that's that's a, that's a reclaimable project. That guy stinks. But um, but go ahead. What are you saying? Well, that's just it. I do. We have any offensive tackles on this team? <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as um, besides besides that guy, uh, we got Turner Corcoran. Uh, we got um, dang, I, I really don't know, man. Teddy Ted, Teddy Prochasco should come back. Yeah, you got him too. Um, that's that's what yeah, that's, that's what really all I know for real. But um, like, but yeah, man, the old line, the old line, that's man. I don't know what to say about them, man. But and, let's can, can we? I have, uh, and maybe we don't know the exact answer to this question, and maybe. Maybe it's a question that's better suited for for other people of coordination. But we finished four and eight. How many games did the offensive line directly cost us last year? Last year? Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, let's let's go twenty twenty two. I'm gonna go through it. Uh, so Northwestern, uh, they kind of did, kind of didn't. Because Scott Frost made a stupid call there on the, on the offense. Georgia Southern, uh, not really. That was just, deep, that was just defense, defensive failure right there. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I mean, they kind of did, but the, our, our whole team, our whole team was outclassed. That, that doesn't really count. Um, isn't that a, isn't that weird though that like they they beat us and then they fell apart almost immediately after? Yeah, that's crazy. That, 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 that's what that's what Nebraska does team. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that for for 2022 Nebraska football's mentality was uh, we're going down, but we're taking you with us. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think I think it's in the chart like last, this year where it said every team after I think they beat Nebraska their next their next game was a, was a loss. I think so. so with maybe the obviously with the exception of like a Wisconsin or not uh, Michigan. Yeah, besides Michigan, I think Michigan, Michigan was the only team. And then I guess I I would if they if they win a bowl game, but it, it was it was just those two. But, um, but yeah, um, as far as that, I think I, I think they cost us every game. Every, all okay, and, and that's what I, 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 I I was I, it was a, it, it was a searching question, not a not a debating question, you know. Yeah, honestly, I did, I, I, go ahead, go ahead, John. If you have an offensive line, I mean you. If we even had a serviceable offensive line, we would have been able to run the ball and it would have changed every game we played in, except for maybe Michigan. I think Michigan is just an excellent team with players all over the field. But, uh, I mean, Northwestern just ran the ball. Okay, so maybe I'd just shut up and go on. <laughs> it wasn't all the offensive line, but it, it you know what? It, it irritated me enough that it was all the offensive line. That was something the rule said today again that he didn't think the offensive line was the uh, was the cause of all the horrible things that happened last year. Which you know, realistically, he's right. But we like to simplify things, so it was the offensive line. I'll I'll just okay. You guys go on now. 
Yeah, um, I believe, I believe, um, I think, I think I, I, I tweet, I tweet this like last month sometime. Yeah, I, I tweet this actually last Wisconsin last last month. I said, man, if Nebraska's O line was just average, not even good, just average, average, five hundred. There's literally no reason. There's literally no way we wouldn't be a bowl. We wouldn't be be winning be in a bowl game. We 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 just need we need an average O line, and we, we would have been in one of these six games. But no, these guys are just like honestly, honestly, I'm not, I, honestly, I, I was I was looking for I was looking for PFF to find out. But, um, I honestly believe Nebraska might have one of the worst like FBS offensive lines of all time. Like last hmm. year was dreadful. Like those guys are horrible. Let, let let me offer a little bit of a. Um... You know what they say: with age comes a little bit of wisdom, and I'm going to use uh, a little bit of my uh, wisdom to pass along to you. Don't don't look it up; you'll just be sad. <laughs> also, shout out to Blaine, who says that as a veteran of the submarine service, he can relate to my my uh, uh, ship analogy. So, uh, thank you, Blaine. Uh, appreciate that as always, and, and uh, uh, all the all you fine commenters here. Uh, the the comments have have gone. I'm not going to say that they're uh, all over the place. I did want to highlight Owens because you were talking about how uh, it was it was in the 80s today. He says Lincoln will have negative 50 below wind chills tomorrow, and his supervisor told him that he'll pick him up and take him to work. He says, shake my head. I said, man, it's very nice of him to make sure you don't get an extra day off. <laughs> He's <laughs> um, I, I'll never forget my first winter in northwest Nebraska – I was living in an apartment. It was a college town, so it was a house that was converted into three apartments, and I had one portion of it, and then college kids had um, other portions. I was in college, 21, but I was working at the radio station, and it was March, and overnight from Sunday to Monday night, or, or Sunday night to Monday morning, we got 14 inches of snow, and I did not have a snow shovel. Uh, so I had to walk to work. And then after work, I stopped, walked to the Safeway, bought a snow shovel, and then spent four hours trying to dig my uh, 1998 Ford Taurus out of the snow. And uh, it was very cold. It was very uncomfortable. I hate winter. I hate it with a fiery passion. Um, I will never live further north than where I do now, uh, just for that reason alone. Um, so... Owen, we, uh, I, I'm there with you. Maybe not negative uh, 50 degree windshield, but uh, if I was picking you up, man, we, uh, I don't care. We, we'll make those coffees Irish, and we'll have a good time on the way into the office. Uh, so Joel asks in regards to this recruiting class, which we know is is number 32, is it the best Husker recruiting class since when? Um, on paper or terms of production? I guess we we have to we have to go by on paper. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. I think all 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 classes were better than than this class. Yeah. On paper. On paper. Yeah. Now, did, did those guys play good? Did they actually stay? Did, did they stay in Nebraska? That's a different question. But Scott Frost actually had some really good classes on paper. But yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, fair. You know, let's take Wandell Robinson for an example. I mean, the guy, the guy came to Nebraska and he had to go somewhere else to make himself into an NFL player. That's just the reality of what an idiot that guy we fired was when it came I'll, to his offense and how I'll he never forget, utilized I, players. Wasn't it Wandale's last touchdown as a Husker where he uh, it was like a little slant out of the uh, out of the backfield and and he caught it and then got absolutely crushed in the yeah. end zone and and if I was him I'd be like well, why am I here again? 
you know, it's not good for your for his longevity uh, as a player. So, yep, yep. Uh, Jet sweep against Rutgers. That was that was COVID year when um the Big Ten said, "Okay, it's our championship game. The worst, the worst team, the worst team in every in each division going to play each other." So because we sucked that year, we played we played Rutgers at home and we played Rutgers on the road on a Friday, like nice mm-hmm. degree weather. And we barely we barely we, we barely beat a terrible Rutgers team. But um, but that, but yeah, that was definitely that. I remember uh, he, he caught Wanda had the ball on the jet sweep. It was, it was like, like two yard line. He got beheaded walking kind of good to the end zone. Uh, th- 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 thankfully he, he thankfully he he, re- he regained consciousness. But um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that that that, that, probably, that probably that probably wasn't a good memory for him because like a, a week later he entered the portal. I just I just appreciate the way you said that. Thankfully he regained consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's talk coaches. Um, I think you, you mentioned earlier that at, at one point during this, you know, the last few weeks, um, th- there was a, a, a really uh, galvanizing moment that you're like, all right, Matt Rule's the guy. So I think there are some people who maybe wanted to embrace the chaos of a, of, of a Deion Sanders hire, and then we see – What's going on out in Boulder and the the Lamborghinis and and John? What's the name of that brand of bag? <laughs> Louis Sutton. I don't know. What do you want from me? I don't know. I Monday night stuff. For God's Mon- sake. Monday night. Louis- I think you were you were calling it Louis Vuitton. I'm like, I don't even. I know that's is not. Is that right. what it is? I it's don't know. It's Louis. It's Louis Vuitton. I'm sorry. Close enough. <laughs> God, that'd be that'd be like saying, uh, you know, it's the uh, uh, St. Louis Blues or the St. Louis. <laughs> People would know what you're talking about. No, they, they they would. But you're a special kind of special, John. Uh, so where it yeah. is, it, I, this is a general question. Either of you can answer. Is it just me or does it feel like uh Deion Sanders is sizzle and Matt Rule is steak, you know? I think that's yet to be determined. I mean, you know, I think that's the big thing with Colorado is we're going to see if Deion Sanders can coach at the Division One level and can bring in players that uh, will play for him at the Division One level. I mean, you know, let's face it, Deion, he has the name Primetime. He's a showman. He's flashy. Can he coach, you know? That's the thing, I, you know. I don't have anything against him. I hope, you know. I kind of hope for Colorado's sake, even though I hated them for years. I don't want to see him just suffer. I'm, you know, yes, I'm you not do. As crabby don't lie. and old as Todd is on Monday night, where he's like, "Ah, screw all these people that don't play for us anymore." I mean, you know, I hope for Colorado's sake he isn't a complete flame out. But uh, I, all of this is yet to be determined. Are we supposed to speculate? Yes. Well, Deion Sanders won't make it through the next season, and Matt Rule will be at Nebraska for 25 years and win six national titles by himself. There I like go. it. How's that? There you go. How's that but, for just speculating? <laughs> um, not only do I like it, but I think the people in the comments will like it. Uh, folks who are hanging out with us tonight, uh, a few nights before Christmas, uh, if you like the idea of Matt Rule being here for 20-plus years and six national championships, let us know. Uh, and then uh, this is all about going back to, to Monday night, expectations, John. Yeah. <laughs> now, what you gave us was speculation. We are 
much, much, much too uh, early for uh, for uh, um, predictions and, and things like that. But uh, Aquilo, what, where, where are you at on on Deion Sanders as a, as a Power Five head coach? Um, I, th- I, th- I think I think he, I think he's, he's a really good figurehead. Um, I think I think I think he's he's a, he's a really good mascot. Um, I do think that he's, he's he's been making great 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 hires for his assistant coaches. Um, that the, they got they got the head coach from Kent State to be his offense coordinator. Kent State Kent State's offense is electric, and so I, I think that that's really great, great hire from for him. Even 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 at Jackson State, his offense coordinator um Bartolome um. The, um, um, he, 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 ran, he ran a really good area offense, which, which is kind of why Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders' son, the quarterback, looks so good. Honestly, honestly, he kind of sucks. But um, but I, but, but that's kind of <laughs> looks good. So I, I, I think Deion, Deion has a really good eye for assistant coaches, and he, he and obviously he has personality to where you know he's going to bring some top recruits to Boulder. So I'm, I'm so I, I, I think I think I think that I think I think he'll be okay. I feel like, you know, and I I think maybe a year ago we, as Nebraska fans, were hoping that some of the coaching staff changes put Scott Frost in more of a a figurehead position where all the uh, decisions weren't falling directly on him that he could trust those around him. And it sounded sound like that didn't last terribly long. Uh, so if if you know how you kind of laid it out there as far as is is Dion and, or coach prime uh and and the staff that he's built around then going into boulder and and winning by three four touchdowns may not be as easy as it seems i think that uh who we got in the comments of uh, it's vince watts says Dion's success could well ride on how set he is on his son being the quarterback uh and that's a Boy, you don't want to go you know, home to the dinner table after you've had to bench your your son. <laughs> you know? uh, that that's 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 a, t- a tough position to be in. Um, why but, why is Deion Sanders even a topic of conversation? I wanted to bring it up. No, I mean not here necessarily, but anywhere with Nebraska fans. What the hell are we doing? Nobody brings up Luke Fickle. That's the guy we have to beat. That's the guy that we have to beat every year from now on. And nobody, I have not seen a single Nebraska fan, except for maybe one of our guys on Slack, mention Luke Fickle of Wisconsin. Uh, their class right now is sitting at, what? Da, 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 let's see, 11th in the Big Ten, uh, 50th nationally. I, that's the guys that I would think that we'd be, uh, we'd be talking about. Well, let's talk see? about let's talk okay. about their quarterback who just uh, had had jumped in the transfer portal that I think landed at Florida. Yeah. To a, a much uh, uh, ringing of hands by <laughs> by Florida <laughs> fans, like they are not excited yeah. about Graham Mertz arriving down there. Um, no, I. I'm curious, John. It's a good point. You're right because we have to. I think what is it? A home and home, a two year uh, contract with Colorado. But it's you know Luke Fickle and Wisconsin every year. You know for you know in perpetuity. Well, I guess until they go pods and and then Lord knows what the hell that will look like uh, when when the expansion continues. It, it 
John, thank you for uh, bringing Luke Fickle to our uh, the forefront of our conversation. What would you like to add about it? Uh, you know, the other one is Purdue. Purdue with a uh, their thirteenth in the Big Ten and sixty third nationally. I mean, when you look at the rank, I'm looking at on threes ranking, which leads me to the question, of Kayla. What do you think? Who does the best ranking? Like two forty seven um, rivals on three. Um, it, it used to be um, it used to be, it used to be two four seven. So honestly, man, on, on three is legit, man. I really like on three a lot. So you think that this new website that they're doing, they're doing a really good job? Yeah, yeah, because on 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 three is like it's like a meeting of the minds between the top guys from rivals and top guys from two four seven. They kind of branched out, did their own thing on three. Well, there you go. Shit. <laughs> That's just another thing you're gonna have to pay for, John. <laughs> All right. Well, I um, am looking at their rankings. Uh, in the Big Ten, it goes Ohio State, Penn State ahead of Michigan, uh, Michigan State ahead of us, Nebraska at fifth, Iowa at sixth, Northwestern seventh, Minnesota eighth, Illinois ninth. 10th, Maryland, 11th, Wisconsin, like I mentioned, 12th, Rutgers, 13th, Purdue, and then there's Indiana, who somehow retained Tom Allen. <laughs> I have no clue. That, 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 that was not a winning move. Yeah, I don't... It's fine. I guess they're... What? You want to watch something bizarre? Do I, John? Are you going to show us? Yeah. See I'm this? scared. You see this? Yes. It's a paper towel. <laughs> She just, I don't know what the deal with the dog is, but come on. <laughs> what the hell? She has this thing about eating my paper towels. They smell okay. like Indi- you. Anyway, Indiana. <laughs> I don't. Uh, what, 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 what breed is she? She is a German Shepherd lab mix. She's about 100 pounds. She's very, very big. And she's, you know, she's a very loving dog. She's very She nice. is. She's just, um, I, you know, I guess she's like a human. She, everybody has a unique personality. But, yeah, Indiana retained Tom Allen. Uh, I guess looking on paper at what we're doing here in Matt's rules, first transition class or first, you know, his first shot, and we finish above the entire Big Ten West as it stands now. So, I don't know, I guess that, again, on paper, you know. But again, Quentin, I'm going to go back to Quentin Ives. I'm going to go back to Quentin Ives. The guy didn't even have a ranking. That means that he pulls the entire class down, even though he might be a diamond in the rough, and he might be a really good player, because he certainly looks like he could be exciting. So, you know, I would just go ahead and place this right up there next to Ohio State. There you go. Maybe even <laughs> ahead of him. Uh, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa... She does. She gets treats, but the thing is, is uh, I don't think the paper towels add to her weight, and we really have to watch her weight because if we feed her too many treats, then she just she turns into a pig. I like I like pig. Blaine's comment here uh, because it, it harkens back to a uh, uh, television commercial from thirty-ish years ago with begging strips, and and uh, of course we all know dogs don't know it's not begging, and uh, he, Blaine says dogs don't know it's not a paper towel. Well, especially when it has, you know. Flavor remnants. Well, yeah, probably the scent of whatever I had for supper on it because, you know, I, I eat at my desk like a guy that works all the time. All right, so let's let's talk, uh, let's finish up here before it gets too late. Uh, 
we had this question earlier from Owen. Any thoughts on Matt Rule's uh, cryptic 24-hour uh, Twitter post? Uh, yeah, basically what it was is it's a little Husker digital clock that you know looks like it's from the 90s or early uh, early 90s, late 80s, but it's it's doing a little 24 hours message. Any any speculation? Anything that either of you have heard? Any rumor? Any innuendo? Any any idea at all? Yeah, no. I I, I heard you talking. I heard you talking about Dylan Raiola, but then I see I saw someone saying he was talking about tight end or something. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Really. I'm you know I'm 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 more of a show me. Don't don't tell. I'm more of a show me. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really I'm not really idealistic. I'm more of a show show me what it is type of guy. Gotcha. I'm, when, 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 when it's here, I'll be, I'll be excited. Until then, who cares? Akilo's down. You know, since he, he's in South Florida, is thinking, uh, don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I, I look at those and I, I understand nothing about emojis. All I know is if he posts like an eggplant, everybody's going to shit themselves. No, it's not an emoji, John. It's a, it's a <laughs> video. It's a, it's a university, you know, marketing department produced video of about eight seconds long that's zooming in on an old you know, digital alarm clock that looks like it's 30 years old and it's got a little glitch on it that says 24 hours. That's the one that sits in the stadium. Is it a big freaking clock? No, Giant? it looks like it. It looks like it's something that that would sit on your nightstand. I'm going to send you the damn link. This, this is frustrating. I don't know what you're talking about. I, all I know is Matt Rule's been tweeting emojis and I look at them and my brain fries and I, I start saying things like, these damn kids these days and get off my lawn and i assure you this is not an emoji i don't want to pay taxes either john and i can help you minimize how much the government takes it's all about proper financial am i supposed to look at this right now? yes because it's literally eight seconds and vanessa's over here in the comments laughing at you telling you to get with the times and that you need a head explosion emoji all right. Does oh, the alarm clock make sense? Thanks for that. Thanks for that. There's a lot of auto tune involved. Another thing I absolutely love. I didn't <laughs> listen to. I didn't listen to the audio. I just. I'm in the middle of recording a show, John. I, I don't. All right. Uh, you figure that out. Uh, oh, jeez, oh, Fred. Fred. <laughs> wow. <sighs> The clock is how long since Frost had his last drink. Yeah, that's uh, probably probably true. I mean, true. in all fairness, I was drinking a, a beer at the beginning of this show, so tis the season. Uh, Were you going to be too loaded to call some recruits? Maybe. Uh, no. That would be then. Then you can't. You well, you could be a coach, I guess, if you're in the right situation. Okay, we'll move on. That's not a bad idea. All right, one last question, and it's uh, regarding the radio, not the clock radio that we talked about that was you know, very confusing to you. But Blaine wants to know, who will be calling the games on the radio next season? Um, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was announced it was going to be Damon, Damon Benning. Yeah, I thought Damon Benning was taking the place of Matt Davidson. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, what I thought I, too. Blaine is in Japan, so I imagine that it's very important to him. But my understanding <laughs> is Damon Benning will be taking color over. Uh, we'll be doing color, and who is doing the play-by-play? Is it Sharp? It should be Greg Sharp, right? Yeah. Uh, I think. 
Okay. So no changing then from the latter ha- last few games of the season. All right. As far as we now, know now, one more final one because I had to chuckle at this from Blaine. Now that I, it's been reinforced that uh, he doesn't work for H and R Block, but he says that H and R, well, I don't know if it's a typo. He says H and R Brock. I'm gonna say H and R Block. We make money the old-fashioned way. We steal it. That's right. Just remember, <laughs> as we roll, as we roll into the new year, just know that the people, the nice people at H and R Block, are not actually licensed, certified professional accountants. So uh, find one of them instead. H and R Block gets too much of your money. Okay, Akalo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Final thoughts. Oh, sorry, Jason never. Mind. Born. Machichek. Yeah. Prince Will. Umamulin. Umamulin. Just think Umamulin. of Romulan, John. Okay. Machichek. Machichek. Umamulin. What? Machichek. Machichek. Because it's got to be like a Machichek would be, I'm guessing Czech, Czech. you know, any Czechoslovakian? I mean, Mahachko-Slovakian, so let's let's be very careful with the ground you're starting not, to tread on. I'm not, there's no negative connotations there. You know, it's just how people's name. I mean, I, I thought it was Polish. Oh, it could be. It's, That's you know, they're, they're all in the same kind of area. Okay. The same kind. <laughs> Don't be lumping okay, me in like, with those Pollocks. Uh, oh, my God. We're all going to hell now. Blaine Cole, wait a minute. Blaine Cole says, is Scott Foss drinking worse than Bo Schembechler? Yes, because, because it's been 50 years or something. I mean, you know, times have changed. People don't expect you to be a you're, – you're the face of a program, and that program presents itself as, a, you know, as – well, in the state of Nebraska, as a religion, and you know, back in the old days, Bob Devaney could chase women; he could do whatever he wanted, and and it was fine. And these days, you just don't get to do that shit. If you guys are out on YouTube, if you guys are out on YouTube, I, I'll give you an example of this that you can just bluntly see. Go out on YouTube and search for the Jerry Burns press conference that he did after a Vikings games. Um, and you will find a guy who stands in front of reporters and says the F word, honest to God, probably 30 times. If an NFL coach did that today, we would all just shit ourselves. He'd be raked over the coals. They'd want to fine him. But it's also Jerry Burns. It has to be one of the most entertaining uh, press conferences ever that you can see online. So uh, my mistake, Blaine Cole says, my mistake, I was thinking of Schellenberger, well, you know what? Schnellenberger's problems caught up with him at Oklahoma. You know what I mean? So you kind of laugh at that for a while, but when you're non-functional, you don't, don't do your job anymore. Uh, it stops being funny, and that's really kind of where the line is. Now it's not acceptable, really. I mean, put it this way. In my past, I've been at, at work where a guy, you know, literally an executive sat in front of me. We had a short meeting. He reached down into his drawer, pulled out a big bottle of vodka and looked at me and said, now we drink. And he was very serious. And you just don't do that anymore. You know, that's just not something people are going to do at work. And so times have changed. The behavior is completely different than it used to be. 
Greg, Greg, you're muted. I realize that. Before we get out of here, we are a couple days away from Christmas. Akilah, yeah. do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, fr- Friday after next. Okay. <laughs> that was not on my radar as as Christmas movies go. I mean, I mean, Ice Cube, Mike Epps. I mean, Santa came in and threw the coast and threw the rum money. Noted, John. <laughs> favorite, Chris, a favorite Christmas movie. And and while you're thinking, because it might take you a minute, because you've seen them all, because you're a hundred years old. Uh, people in the comments, uh, Blaine says it's a wonderful recruiting class. <laughs> Instead of it's a wonderful life. I, I can uh, tell you what my favorite Christmas movie moment is. Okay. It is the Patrick Stewart playing Scrooge, and when he first laughs for the first time in in decades, that he, I Patrick Stewart plays that that part so beautifully where he's Scrooge and he finally tries to laugh and it's it's something he hasn't done in so long that he has to choke it out of himself and suddenly feel joy and I think Patrick Stewart, you know, plays that part so every every time I see it I cry I'm gonna cry now. I am. I think it's just beautiful. Owen, I, Owen, I, I like the old classic. I like, you know, the old, uh, is it Christmas Carol? Is that the name of that? Yeah. Yeah. I like those movies. I Owen says them. Die Hard. And, and I will contend, look, I'm, this might be the most controversial thing I've ever said on the Five Heart Podcast. I tend to uh, uh, stay away from controversial statements and get along with everybody, but Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, and I'll tell you why. What the fuck? It's merely a movie that takes place at Christmas. It's all about uh, trying to get home to your family. And then no. I, I guess my other favorite one is the one with the yeah, the mighty humble Bumble that I haven't seen for oh, just that. the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, and uh, Charlie wants to be a dentist and uh, uh, Cornelius, whatever his fucking name is. You know, Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, Yukon Cornelius. And it's not and Charlie, it's Hermie. Hermie wants to be okay, a dentist. Okay, Hermie, fucking Charlie, whatever. And I mean, then, uh, you know, a, that, the, the her, reindeer her, flying and they're all stuck in jail. I just, I relate her, to that movie. I relate to that animation so much. Hermie fucking Charlie is a very different movie. <laughs> Run. We know we're, we're going too long, Greg. Ron and, uh, uh, uh Oh, Blaine asks, where's your bottle, John? But Ron and Vanessa both say Home Alone. Um, I, you know what? I've, and, and, oh, Vanessa includes the Grinch as well. My, mine shifts depending on my current mood. Uh, so right now I, I'm kind of feeling, I've actually heard that this is one of the more faithful adaptations of uh, uh, Charles Dickens' novel, A Christmas Carol, and y'all are going to laugh, and that's okay. But it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. But uh, you can also talk me into a, a good time with uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. A new one, if you have Apple TV or Apple Plus, I, Vanessa, come on now. No, nobody said anything about Hallmark Channel. Uh, but if you have Apple TV, Apple Plus, whatever it's called in your region, uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds uh, with Spirited. It, it's, a, it's a different take on A Christmas Carol. It's a lot of fun. It's a musical. I do warn people about that. Uh, but 
it's Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and and uh, how can you not get along with those two actors? Owen Walker says Scrooged, uh, and uh, um, so regardless of, of what your favorite uh, holiday movie is, whether it's Friday After Next or uh, a 90s version of A Christmas Carol or any of the other several hundreds that are out there, take some time this weekend, unplug, find joy. Maybe it's with a, a, a bottle, uh, you know, as, as Blaine wants to know where John's is. <laughs> Maybe it's with a, uh, a Christmas movie. Uh, hopefully it's with family, friends, loved ones that you can uh, uh, have some time, uh, spend some time with this holiday season. And if you're not, if you're uh, uh, like like one of our dutiful uh, uh, viewers or regulars who um, – is out of the area and in Japan. We we appreciate uh, all of your service. Uh, if you're away from home, if 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 that's keeping you from home, God bless y'all. Uh, any final thoughts that you have uh, heading out here, Aquilo? Um, no, nah, man. I, I'm I'm just, I'm just excited to to see what see what these new kids do in Nebraska, man. I'm really I'm really excited to be back here on the on Five Parts Podcast, man. I've never been here. I feel like I feel like I haven't been down here in like a year, two years, maybe. Yeah, what's because he. You left, and then you came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, it was, it, it, I, I, had to, I had to make a business decision. That's, that's what the kids say nowadays. Yeah, hey, that's I made, okay. I made, I made a business decision. But, he, he, <laughs> no, I came back, man. I'm, I'm really excited to be back on the podcast, man. I love what you guys do, man. It's great. Even, 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 when I was, even when I wasn't like associated with Coronation, SB Nation, I was still listening to the show, man. So I'm really excited to be back. Wow. Thank you. We have slaughtered the fattened calf for the prodigal son. We welcome him home with open arms. John? My chee check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to work on these things, man. I really am. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to come up with, uh, I don't know, really dumb nicknames. Uh, do I have any final thoughts? I guess just thanks for supporting us, everybody that sticks around. Uh you know, Merry Christmas. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and everybody has a good holiday and everybody, uh, you know, hopefully doesn't turn into the guy that ruins Christmas unless you do it on purpose and you really enjoy it. <laughs> and, and if you're going to do it on purpose, videotape it and uh, send it to us so yes, we can enjoy it too. Yes. Yes. So we, we will happily uh, uh, put your family humor out there on the Coronation Channel. Okay, John. I thought I thought he was going to follow up with that. Uh, no, I was I was looking at this Blaine Cole thing. I everything in 2043. I'm now I'm going to be stuck on that. Okay. <laughs> the good news. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say. All right. Uh, for everybody at Corn Nation, uh, everybody at SB Nation, who e- even the names I don't know, which I'll be honest, is all of them. I don't know anybody higher than John, and then that's fine. That's where that's where my buck particularly stops. Uh, for everybody, Coronation, for Aquilo, for John, for myself, Greg Mahachka, we really do wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Be safe out there. Stay warm if you're in the uh, 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 the devil's asshole, which is the Midwest right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll see you next week on the Five Heart Podcast, where we remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John! Go Big Red. My G-Jack. <laughs>